Welcome to the HMO Experience, the UK's only HMO-focused property podcast, where every Monday, Matt, Jamie and Steve will inform and inspire you about everything to do with HMOs, rent-to-rent, and how to set up and grow a successful HMO business, whether you're just starting out or you're already on your way. Hi guys, I'm Matt Harris and welcome to the HMO Experience. Um, We are now on episode 10 of this new podcast. Um, We're going to be covering off the power team in this episode. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Jamie. Hi everyone. And Steve. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Um, So as I mentioned, we're going to be covering um, power team um, in this episode. Um, You know, why you would want to have a power team, where you should go out and find them. Um, and the type of people that you need to find. So I think to kick us off, Jamie, would you like to take the lead? Sure. You have a choice. You have a choice whether you do everything yourself or you leverage and outsource the skill, the experience, the expertise of other people to do some of the tasks that you will need to do in your properties, mm. whether this is rent-to-rent HMO or uh, buy an HMO. So it's your choice. And uh, I was speaking at an event recently, and the lady there, I was speaking about HMOs, obviously, and a lady there came up to me after the talk and said, how on earth do you build a scalable HMO business with lots of properties? And she had one. Her experience is having one property near to where she lives, mm. and she owns it, but she's doing everything. She's agony on, cleaner, you name it, she's doing everything herself. So, of course, she's working hard. Yeah. and not making much money and not really enjoying it either. So I guess that would be the first thing I ask yourselves, which is, do you want to work hard or leverage uh, the power of other people's team uh, experience? Yeah. Um, and do you mind if I give you a quick example? Yeah, do. Of how not to do it. Yeah. So <laughs> Steve and I, our very first rent-to-rent HMO with the lovely Mr. Bat uh, up in um, in Bedford. We need to get Mr. Bat on the we show. Need, we definitely need him. <laughs> uh, we need him here. We'll get a cardboard cut. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve and I, we just learned about how to do rent-to-rent HMO we obviously had no credibility, no track record, no experience, and very little money. Mm. So we thought we would save money by trying to do all the tasks ourselves. Mm. Now, not only did it um, drive us to distraction and took 10 weeks to get the first property up and running, we probably lost about £8,000 in potential of lost rent because it took so long to do everything. Yeah. We were painting and decorating and just rubbish at all these things. Yeah. We didn't make that mistake with property number two. Yeah. Uh, of course, we then got a team in place to get the property up and running. And within a few weeks, that was now generating income. So we've done it, we've done it both ways. The wrong way with our very first one, uh, because we thought we would save money by doing it ourselves. And we've never done that again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think uh, my first experience was the same. I think it took six weeks to get the property ready. Doing everything from sanding and painting, oh. and we had new carpet installed. I can't install carpet, so that <laughs> someone I, I could barely sand and paint. Um, but yeah, like you say, you kind of learn from that experience, right? And realize. I think the good thing that came out of that though was um, realizing the type of help that you needed oh. as a result of having done that yourself. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, uh, with that being said, Steve. Right. Do you want to give us a little bit of yeah. input as to who you think is crucial in the team? Yeah, definitely. Um, so on the rent-to-rent side, that the first, in my humble opinion, um, the first person that you have to recruit is a great cleaner. Mm. Um, because uh, when we survey our customers, one of the things that they are looking for is a nice environment. Yeah. Um, 
So what makes a great cleaner? And this is something I hadn't really considered before. Um, we engaged uh, with um, a guy who was, um, not that we knew he was a one-man band. He said he was a company, but he ended up being a, a one-man band. Yeah. And the problem with one-man band cleaners uh, is that um, you can't get them in on regular times, or it's more difficult to get them in on regular times. Mm. Because um, if uh, a job takes a bit longer mm. with another client, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't got them coming in on a regular schedule, how do you then check to make sure that the work is being done? Yeah. So we would always advise um, to go with a company that has a backup resource or a number of cleaners, um, which is what we did the second time around. I won't go into the, the issues that we had with him, but suffice to say, it took up a lot of management time mm. um, and it, it got quite um, interesting. So um, make sure that you choose um, partners uh, on the cleaning side that, that has that resource and that they can come in at specific times that you want them to come in. So that would be uh, the first appointment. The second appointment that I would look to make is a great handyman. Yeah. So this is someone who um, can do all the little bits and pieces, a dripping tap, um, a gutter coming away at the roof, uh, a window won't close properly. Yeah. Um, get some keys cut or something like that so it's not major jobs but it's someone who can go in and do little bits and pieces um because if you get someone who someone in that can do little bits and pieces then that means that you're responding to any um requests for maintenance that the mm. customers uh, may come up with you're responding quickly um, they're seeing that you're being proactive yeah. and that all goes to building trust um, and uh, strengthening your reputation as a good service provider mm. um, to, to your customers. Um, the next people that, that I would encourage people to look at, is, and this is once you're starting to get um, a bigger portfolio, is someone to do all of the regular yeah. uh, daily um, tasks. So what do I mean by that? Um, I mean, going and doing the weekly house checks. Mm. Uh, we have um, 13 things that we check every single week in the house to make sure that either we are capturing uh, maintenance issues before our customers let us know, yeah. um, or that we are getting um, uh, preventing um, issues from building up and building up, yeah. which is uh, what the customers don't want, um, and then uh, tasking that off to your handyman who can then um, do those jobs. Things like um, checking to make sure the rent's paid if you haven't got an automated system, mm. uh, producing um, uh, contract documents, doing viewings, mm. doing move-ins, doing checkouts, yeah. all these little bits and pieces that can become uh, time stealers. And um, just before we started on this uh, episode, we had um, we have a little WhatsApp group for our, manage for our management team. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ian, the handyman, just confirmed that he'd uh, reattached the post box to a wall and sent a picture of it being done. So Brilliant. that's all good. Cheers, Ian. And um, Corny ju just sent off uh, two new uh, contracts to people who are going to be joining us at the end of the month. So that was all being done whilst I was sitting here drinking tea and <laughs> drinking coffee with you fine chaps. Um, but I've got a system in place so... I know it's being done yeah. and to the standard that, that I want. So those are probably the, the, the first three appointments um, that I would look to, to get on board. Uh, a, a great cleaner, a great handyman, and a great property manager. Yeah, I agree. I think um, uh, 
couple of things uh, from my perspective with the cleaning. Um, really important to have um, a checklist um, mm. for something for the uh, cleaner to follow um, regularly. And also, I think, you know, to get into good habits about carrying out a deep clean regularly, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe once a quarter or once every six months. Um, I think the the one um, element that we're lacking at the moment in our business is a handyman. So any handyman based in Northwest London, um, you would like some fairly regular work, please like leave me a comment uh, below because we're looking. Um, uh, but yeah, I think um, I think uh, we were pretty fortunate because um, got cleaning companies, so the cleaning was taken care of, which is great. Um, then managed to find a property manager who does the weekly inspections. We have weekly stuff and manages the WhatsApp groups. Um, and now getting to a point where I think we found someone for the lettings who's going to take care of the contracts Brilliant. and the viewings and the listings and all that kind of thing. So I think those, really those three elements, like you say, four elements, should I say, are, are pretty crucial because they are operational in the sense that they require someone to be there personally at the property. Mm. A bunch of the other stuff can be done online and yeah, there's still time and there's different ways that you can outsource that, which, um, you know, we can go into a bit more um, depth on on a, on a separate episode, or probably on a HMO hack to be fair. Um, but in terms of we've identified the people that we want in the power team, now where do you think is the best place to find them, Jamie? So, you can go onto various Facebook groups in your local area and ask for recommendations. You can do the same thing at property or business network events in your area. Uh, there'll be loads of opportunities. Ask for recommendations. Yes. Always ask for recommendations. You can go onto websites like, um, is it Trusted Traders? Yeah. yeah. Check uh, and Trade. Check and Trade, thank yeah. you. Check and trade. Uh, there's, there's all those sorts of uh, opportunities now to find recommendations because that gives you massive peace of mind, or it gets rid of largely those that you're taking a bit of a punt on. Because yeah. again, if you want to build a HMO uh, rent room business, service is key. Mm. So what you can do, you can dangle this incentive to say, if you do a really good job on this first job, or this property, I'm going to bring on a whole bunch of new properties, or like in Matt's case, he needs a handyman. Yeah. That handyman could have a really good income from supporting Matt and his team yeah. on his portfolio. And you can use that incentive for any of the trades that come your way. Yeah, for sure. Is it right, Steve? I think from, um, if you're looking for a handyman, yeah. uh, my top tip would be to um, pop down to um, somewhere like uh, a, a good DIY merchant or something like that mm-hmm. at about six o'clock in the morning or at about half past four in the in the afternoon. Yeah. And all their vans are parked up outside, mm. which is how I found um, Ian, our handyman. Ian, okay. if you're listening, big up <laughs> uh, to Ian, the handyman um, in Bedford. Um, but yeah, that's where I, I, okay. I saw Ian's van outside. Um, I can't remember where it was. It definitely was six in the morning. (laughs) No, you're not a morning person. Because if anyone who knows me, my operating system doesn't kick in until 10, um, unless the wife is listening. Um, She does get a cup of tea. Um, So, yeah, um, it was uh, late on in the afternoon, and Ian was there picking up. Now, the reason why you want to go um, particularly late in the afternoon, why do you think you'd want to go late in the afternoon? Because trading on the... Finish it around three. Yeah, so that means they're getting all prepared for the next day. Yeah. So it's much better to have a really good, well-organised handyman who's picking up his stuff last thing at night and then going off to do the next job as opposed to wasting time like me in the morning and then not starting until 10 o'clock. So 
um, yeah, hang around your, uh, and also they have sort of bacon bands and, and all that. Yeah. So if you're vegetarian, uh, a bit of a challenge. Sorry, if you're yeah. vegan, no, no, leave me bacon. Yeah, no, no chance, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but if you like a bacon, bacon butty, then uh, amazing place to be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, handyman and then cleaners from our perspective was on uh, purely on recommendation. Sure. Um, always, always get good recommendations. Like you, we have a cleaning contract yeah. um, which specifies what needs to be done uh, when. Um, and it's important that you have a check and um, checking system. Mm. Um, so all of our properties get cleaned on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah. and then Courtney goes and does all the house checks on a Thursday. Yeah. So uh, we have a shared WhatsApp group. So if there's any change to that um, frequency or that scheduling, yeah. then we know in advance. Um, and it's all about um, instilling open communication across your team, yeah. um, and uh, and praising when jobs are done really well and um, not praising so well when things don't quite work so well. And accept that things won't work well on occasion. Yeah. Um, but your job as a business owner is then to identify what caused that and then put in some corrective um, actions to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it might just be reinforcing what you've agreed in the contract, yeah. or it might be um, putting in a brand new system because the, the current yeah. one's not, not fit for purpose. So, yeah. Um, maybe people got some good Yeah, I think a handy um, thing um, from our perspective, WhatsApp groups, definitely. Um, we also use an app called um, Properly, uh, which is, I think there's a couple of um, different sort of uh, visual checklist apps, mm -hmm. mainly for service um, accommodation. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember being at, um, uh, at a talk and it was uh, mentioned as, a, as an app which is useful for service accommodation. I thought, well, was useful for SA, it's going to be useful for our purposes as yeah. well. Yeah. So um, what properly enables you to do is um, obviously schedule um, uh, the cleaning day and to your um, cleaning team, and it requires them to take before and after pictures of the clean. And as part of using the app, they also check in and out of um, each property so you can manage um, the time, uh, which is really useful. Um, and there's... There's actually quite a few cleaners who um, are uh, registered on property itself. So depending on what area you operate in, and I'm primarily talking from a, a London-based perspective, and then you're going to find uh, replacement cleaners um, uh, on property. And because it's a, a visual checklist, mm. uh, as long as the checklist is on point and you've got the right steps in there, um, so you know, pictures of obviously the communals, the kitchen, the bathroom, the toilet, there's anything to be done outside or in um, or in the back garden, um, provided that you've got the visuals there and the checklist which corresponds with that, then everything should theoretically get done um, on point all the time, which I think I found which has been um, really useful from my perspective. Perfect. Nice. I think, I think one of the challenges, um, uh, one of the questions people may ask is, well, when do I do that? Yeah. Because ultimately you've, you've still, you've got to pay for all this yeah. uh, additional support and, um, Therefore, that's where your sort of cash flow and budgeting uh, is quite key. We won't cover that this time, but maybe we'll cover that another time. But it's all um, our one of our mentors talks about was it ten pound tasks, fifty pound tasks, hundred pound tasks, hundred pound tasks, thousand pound tasks. Shows how much I know. So almost. Maybe you're better to explain what that's all about. It's really simple. Again, Steve and I were guilty of this for the first couple of years of setting up and running our rent to rent HMO business. We were doing too many £10 tasks. Mm. These are tasks you can leverage and outsource to others who can do it 
just as well, if not better, quicker and faster than you, and then you can focus your time and effort, your expertise on higher value tasks. If you spend so much of your personal time doing the lower value 10 pounds mm. tasks, you're never gonna have enough time. You're gonna feel completely overwhelmed. You won't be able to do the 100 pound or 1,000 pounds tasks. Yeah. So it's simply get to do that. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I recognize that very quickly. I think the first person after the cleaner I got in was a property manager. Mm. I was, I lucked out to be fair. Um, on our second property, so that kind of took quite a lot of pressure um, off my hand, which was great. Cool, cool. Anything else to add for this episode, gents? Yeah, buying. Oh, <laughs> it's, I mean, buying. it's a minor part, <laughs> but your power tips will be a bit different to buying. What we're going to do is we're going to help everyone either watching uh, the YouTube video or mm-hmm. indeed listening. We're going to give you a, a free PDF based on some people who you might want to consider having in your power team, because they are very different. Renter and HMO, very different, of course, to um, buy an HMO. The key difference is obviously getting the property you're going to buy in a fit state to get rented out. And then, of course, the teams are pretty much the same thing we've just covered. Yeah. So the type of people you will need to use is obviously a conversing solicitor. You have to get on well with letting agents and estate agents. You have to have a planning consultant if you're trying to convert a residential house into a uh, C4, which is a planning um, uh, category for HMO, that might need a specialist in that area to help you get that through planning with the local council. You will need an architect, typically, if you're going to be knocking down restructuring properties. You'll, of course, need a refurb team. That could be a builder who has a whole bunch of other trades, and they manage those trades. Or if you're brave enough, and I personally, I wouldn't recommend this, unless you want to be a full-time property uh, project manager, you get somebody to do that for you. You could get a, uh, an individual plumber, electrician, carpenter, etc., to do all of the refurb works, or you could just use a building team and they would actually do all that for you. So there's a whole bunch of other people we haven't talked about, but hopefully that helps. And I think the PDF we're going to give you as a freebie uh, will certainly help you identify the gaps in your power team. Cool. Perfect. Anything to add, Steve? No, only the... the um... Do you mean yes? <laughs> yes, one final thing. Is, uh, this, this was shared from... Um, this was... Sorry, it's past four. So, yeah, the only final um, comment that I'd like to leave with people um, who are listening and watching um, is that you, you, you'd miss this step at your peril. And I remember um, Rob Moore um, sitting on stage and saying that you need to get people in your business early. Mm. And I sort of said, Rob, you're wrong, because you need the first thing is you have to pay for them. Mm. Well, yes, you do have to pay for them. But um, I was looking at it completely the wrong way. And if we got people in sooner rather than later, then I'm sure our business would have been bigger and stronger. Sure. Because I'm knocking on, I was 50 last week. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I do moisturize though. <laughs> um, and... Um, I'm starting to think about succession planning yeah. and uh, who's going to take over the business and do the bits and pieces um, when uh, I want to be doing other stuff. Sure. So it's not just about um, if you're creating a business that's a hobby business, then that's one thing. You can you might have a couple of properties that's making some extra side money, yeah. and that's cool. That's uh, I'd support that every day of the week. If you're looking at this as a, something different, so this mm. is a proper business with some longevity, because when you create a business that becomes an asset that's mm. potentially saleable, then it needs to operate without you being in it. 
And one of the, I think, concepts that's in the, um, the e-myth, um, the, the book, is that you can tell the success of a business if you leave it for a year and it continues to grow. Yeah. So if your business can operate and continue to grow without you having to do anything, then you know you've made it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm now striving to do um, by bringing in some trusted partners and uh, people to work with mm. in order to grow that business and for me to put minimal time in. Nice. Because there's other things that I want to go and do. Yeah, um, sure. And if I'm changing light bulbs, making up rooms, dusting down sofas and all that type of stuff, it becomes a another job. Yeah. Be mind-sappingly boring <laughs> um, for, for someone like me. Um, and, um, and, it, and it doesn't get me to where I want to be. So on the beach, well, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily, but just spending time with the people I want to spend time yeah, with. Sure. Or um, it, I've, we, I was visited for my fiftieth birthday by some friends from Germany, and one of my friends, Carsten, uh, he works as a computer analyst for Deutsche Bank, mm. and he goes to his cubicle every morning. He checks in, he checks out, he gets paid a great salary, mm. um, but his he his he's soulless. Mm. Um, and I don't want to go back to, to being that. Um, I want to be a master of my own destiny. Uh, I want to be able to have control and flexibility over my time. And bringing people on as part of the power team yeah. enables me to do that. Yeah. And that's the sole reason that I work with other people. <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> He's never going to ask me. I think it goes all three ways. Not on that bombshell. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. I think that's the usual point to end it. So thank you very much again for um, joining us on the HMO Experience. As always, make sure you leave us a comment, any questions, and make sure you um, uh, either um, leave a comment on our uh, Facebook page, the HMO Experience, or um, in the YouTube channel, which by now you would have subscribed to. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, also, look out for um, hashtag HMO Hacks, um, little bite-side nuggets of gold, all to do with your HMO business. You'll get those on uh, Twitter, Insta, and Facebook, um, and uh, we'll leave all our social hand handles in the show descriptions below. Um, for now, um, next Monday, we're going to be covering off... I keep doing this. I should be more prepared. Next Monday, we're going to cover off onboarding and setting up your HMO property. So there's going to be a lot of juicy content in that. And for now, uh, we are going to say goodbye. So goodbye from Jamie. See you next time. And goodbye from Steve. Au revoir. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the HMO Experience. Don't forget that all of the resources mentioned in each episode will be available on our website, www.thehmoexperience.co.uk. We regularly update our website with new content to help you along your HMO journey. So make sure you check out www.thehmoexperience.co.uk for more details. Also, remember to join our online community by liking the HMO Experience Facebook page and subscribing to our YouTube channel. 